What's up, everybody? Welcome back. I am your host, Christina Royster, and this is Young, Black, and Opinionated. On today's episode, we're doing a Q&A, so it's just going to be a fun little question and answer. I took some listener questions off social media, and now I will answer them as honestly as possible. <laughs> so make sure you subscribe to the show wherever you are listening. Leave me a five-star rating if you like what you hear, and you can also leave me a review on whatever platform you're listening to, okay? Stay tuned. If you are new to the show, this episode is definitely going to be different than my other episodes. I normally cover pop culture news, um, you know, what I'm watching, what I'm listening to that week. This podcast be everywhere. Y'all know that. If If you're a returning listener, you know this podcast be everywhere. But I'm not going to skip put y'all on, okay? I'm gonna keep put y'all on in this episode. So put y'all on is the segment where I put y'all on to my favorite thing of the week. So it could be music, movie, TV show, whatever. This week, I'm definitely gonna put you guys on to a movie. It's a holiday movie. Holiday on Netflix starring Emma Roberts. Now, I have to be honest, Emma Roberts is like one of those actors that just annoys me for some reason. I don't know why. Like, I don't know how you guys were introduced to Emma Roberts, but I was introduced to her from the... um show on Nickelodeon Unstoppable is that what it was called oh and I have to look it up I should have looked it up before this I'm sorry oh Unfabulous Unfabulous that was the name of it do you guys remember that I'm just a girl who's unfabulous and everything around me is unbearable yeah so that's how I know Emma Roberts and I don't know it's not that she annoys me I guess it's just like some of the roles that she's played annoyed me especially that show was it, what, what's that show called with, Ariana Grande was in it like the first season, Scream Queens? I don't know, that just wasn't my vibe, I just didn't like that show. So anyways, I say all that to say, Emma Roberts did a great job in this movie. <laughs> I normally don't really watch like holiday romantic comedies, like I'm not, I know some women are obsessed with Hallmark movies, obsessed with Lifetime movies, I don't really go that route, but I was like, eh, you know, I'm in the spirit. Like, why not watch this? And it was actually very good. Um, it was actually rated MA because there was like a lot of cursing in it. So it was, it's cool to like see your childhood actresses like grow up and like now they're in their late 20s and like cursing and stuff. I don't know. It was just a really cool uh, concept. Basically, she was just tired of being um, ridiculed at the holidays and her parents, you know, saying like, oh, why don't you got a man? Why are you single? And she got the idea from her aunt, actually, to get a holiday, just a designated person that you always bring home for the holidays. And um, I mean, hopefully you guys watch it and I I won't spoil it for you, but it was really cool. And um, I'm just blessed that my parents never really did that to me. I know a lot of people around the holidays, they're feeling lonely and their family's not really making it better by being like, oh, why are you single? My family's never been like, when are you going to get married? When are you going to have kids? Why don't you have a man? I am so grateful because I'll be like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Where's your man, Aunt Susan? Hmm? But anywho, check that out. That is my put y'all on this week. Okay, let's get into it. I'm ready to answer your questions. I have like 12 questions here. Thank you guys so much for um, participating and sending me these questions. The first question is, what was your first car? My first car was a 2000 Nissan Altima. And I'm pretty sure my mom bought it for like $2,000. It was a piece of shit. 
And I say that with pride because if your first car was not a piece of shit, then you really don't know the struggle. Like, I think everybody's first car should be a piece of shit. So my car was this 2000 Nissan Altima, and it had, like, this purple tint on the windows. And I guess somebody tried to, like, tint it themselves. But they did a bad job because it bubbled up. And so I had this, like, bubbled up tint on the back window and I tried to take it off at one point but then I just made it look worse and that car ended with um at one point it was like out in the parking lot in front of our apartment and I think it had a flat tire it wouldn't start so many issues and my mom was like just sell it and I'm like who's gonna want this but, but this car literally can't move. This car is stuck in our parking lot. And some guy and his son butted off of me. And I think we put that towards my second car. So, yes, that was my first car story. I mean, it's a, it's a little bit better than my mom's first car story. My mom always talks. You know how your parents are always like, my first car had a hole in the floor and we had to walk like Flintstones. Whatever. So, it was definitely a piece of shit, but it got me to and from high school, 12th grade year. And, um, I was the first child, so I was the first to get a car. My brother didn't even get a car until this year at the age of 22. So I'm blessed that my parents, well, mostly my mom hooked it up and helped me with that car. All right. Question number two, do you look back on high school fondly or full of anxiety? This is actually a very timely question because I was just looking at Facebook the other day, looking at like my prom pictures. Cause I was talking to somebody about prom. High school for me, it was definitely a great time. I will say I would not have enjoyed high school as much if I did not do theater. Theater was my escape. It was my reason to go to school. It was my outlet, you know? So I'm thankful that I did theater and I, w I participated in five out of eight plays at my high school. And those were the best days of my life. I made some great friends and I just loved performing. Um, Cause somebody asked me like, were you popular in high school? Were you a nerd? I would definitely say I was kind of like in the middle. Now don't get me wrong, every friend group, nerds, popular, whatever, you all have your drama. And my high school career didn't really end on a high note. Like I left high school with like two friends, but I don't think that I would change anything. I feel like that was definitely a growing moment and I, I evolved and now I would not be who I am today without high school. So yeah, <laughs> I guess I look back fondly. I don't look back like, oh my God, how embarrassing. Like, of course, there's plenty of things I wish I could change, but I don't think I would change them though. All right. What's your view on giving people second chances? It's a no for me. <laughs> um, I, I just feel like well, put it this way. I always give people the benefit of the doubt. Like if somebody doesn't text me back or something like that, I'm like, okay, like maybe they're really busy. Like I'm not going to say, oh, I'm never texting this person again. Stuff like that. I don't care. Like that's minor major stuff. Like the fact that I got cheated on in the past and I stayed in the relationship and I gave him a second chance and then he did it again. That proved to me, do not ever give somebody a second chance because they'll just do it to you again. What they say? Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, I'm an idiot. <laughs> so as far as second chances, I just don't really believe in them. It, it really depends on the situation. Like, for example, 
I had a friend, we had a falling out like the summer before college. So we, we, we really didn't talk for like all of college, like five years. We didn't talk for like five years. And then all of a sudden she came back around. She needed a friend and I had no beef. And I was like, yeah, sure. Let's hang out. And like, now we're cool again. So does that count as a second chance? I guess. But if things end amicably and we just fizzle out and like, now you want to talk to me again? Okay, sure. But if you played me or embarrassed me in any type of way, hell no, you're not getting a second chance from me. Um, and I hope you guys do that as well. If somebody makes a fool out of you, please don't give them a second chance. This has been my advice column. <laughs> okay, next question. What made you want to start a podcast? For me, I think I knew that the blog wasn't my length. Well, let's be honest. I was good at blogging. I'm a good writer, but I knew that I wanted to reach a broader audience. I wanted to reach more people. I didn't want to rely on people taking the time out of their day to read my five minute article this week. You know, I wanted people to just be able to listen to me on the go, wherever they're going and have me in their ear. And I obviously it's been working for me. I hope it's been working for me. <laughs> So that's really what motivated me to start a podcast. I didn't even know what podcasting was like four years ago. It's amazing how much I've grown. Like, I think it was the summer of 2016. I was doing this internship and this girl was telling me the story about cereal. Hopefully you guys have listened to that podcast. It's mind blowing. Hopefully you know the story of Adnan Syed. And there's also a documentary about him on HBO. But anyways, this girl's telling me the story about it. And you guys know I love true crime. So I was like, oh my God, like, where can I learn more about this? And she's like, there's a podcast called Serial. And I was like, what is a podcast? <laughs> and she was like, oh, you have an iPhone, right? Like everybody automatically has the Apple podcast app on their phones. And I was like, okay. So I just started listening to it and I was hooked. And then after Serial, I was like, where, what other true crime podcast can I listen to? To this day, I'm not going to lie to you guys. The only podcast I really listen to are my own and true crime podcasts. I can go on and on and on about true crime podcasts, true crime documentaries. So that's what introduced me to podcasts and shout out to Tristan for telling me about that podcast. And then after that, um, I was like, wow, I love talking and I need to do this. And you know, when you try to explain it to someone in the older demographic, I basically just tell them it's like, a, a radio show, but it's not live. It's like a pre-recorded radio show. And yeah, podcasts are dope. <laughs> All right. Someone asked, what is a misconception that people may have about you or vice versa? Um, I don't know. I would have to ask other people what they think about me. <laughs> I would love to know people's first impression of me. Um, you know how people say like, oh, when I first met you, I thought you were a bitch, but I actually love you now. Or I thought you were mean, but you're actually super nice. Nobody's ever told me one of those stories. But I think one thing that people always say about me is that they love my confidence. They think I'm so confident. And the truth is I can be the most insecure person in the world. So I guess that makes me really good at hiding it <laughs> or acting. I don't know. Like recently I told my, um, actually the CEO of my company, I had a one-on-one -on -one with him. Like that was a shock that the, the, um, CEO wanted to talk to me. He basically just wanted to get to know me. And he was saying like, 
I wanted to talk to you because I feel like you're a really honest person. Like you'll keep it real with me. And then he was like, you just exude so much confidence. And I was like, sir, I don't be knowing what I'm doing sometimes. And it's just crazy because like behind closed doors, I definitely have anxiety about how people perceive me, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm working on that. I'm working through that. But on the outside, people think I'm just the most confident person in the world. And it's such a compliment because I'm like, if you guys only knew. <laughs> so I guess that counts as a misconception. Um, a misconception about other people. I'm trying to think. Mm, most of the time, I feel like I am right about people. I feel like as soon as as soon as I meet somebody, I can just get their vibe like, mm, no, stuck up or mm, like if I like try to test the waters and like act goofy and a person is standoffish, I'm like, OK, nope, not my not my type of person. <laughs> um, next question is, what's your favorite Christmas gift as a child? Um, I didn't really think this through. I didn't give this thought beforehand. Um. Well, one thing that I just that just stands out to me is obviously Bratz dolls. I, I I always loved Bratz dolls. I had the Bratz head. It was literally just like the doll head and shoulders, and you could do her hair. I had Chloe, the white one. <laughs> I don't know. I guess my parents couldn't find Sasha in the store, or they couldn't find Yasmin in the store. But honestly, I loved all the Bratz. I don't care if they're black, white, whatever. Um, I had the the Bratz bedspread and comforter and everything if you really want to talk about it like I was a real fan um but I also had an obsession with play food I don't know why I guess that's why I eat so damn much now I just always loved food and I loved this um little George Foreman like play-doh grill that my mom got me or mom dad I don't know who bought it but I had this um George Foreman like play-doh grill and you can like make burgers on this George Foreman grew out of Play-Doh. It was super cool. I think I also had like an ice cream machine too. One year, I distinctly remember um, going to Toys R Us with my mom trying to find Polly Pocket. Whatever happened to Polly Pocket, bro? She had rubber clothes and she was so tiny. I am never buying my child a toy that small. I don't know why my, my parents definitely spoiled us. They gave, they, they really gave us a lot of gifts on Christmas. But I was telling my um, friends the other day, my parents never told me about Santa. Like, obviously, I grew up in a pretty religious household. My mom was Christian. I knew that it was Jesus' birthday. Jesus was the reason for the season. There was no Santa. There was no fat white man coming down the chimney. First of all, we didn't have a chimney. And second of all, my parents worked so damn hard for those gifts. They were not going to give the credit to Santa. So I did not know about Santa. Never heard of him. And I had a pretty happy childhood without him. So Christmas at my house uh, was definitely cool. What else did I get for Christmas? I remember one year I got a, um, it was like a McDonald's baby doll, which now that I think about it is very weird, but she was like a toddler sized like baby doll, but she had like a little McDonald's uniform. Maybe I'm imagining that. I don't know. I need to look that up. That is early two thousands, late nineties, if I recall. Okay. Next question. <laughs> What's your favorite thing about doing the podcast? Um, for me, the best part about this podcast is that I am a solo act. I don't have to rely on a producer telling me what to do or a co-host butting heads. I just love hopping on the mic and just doing my own thing. 
And also, I love the fact that you guys can't see me. <laughs> I literally record this podcast in my pajamas, unshowered, just whatever. <laughs> and definitely the third thing would be the fact that I can just re-record this as many times as I need to because I have definitely messed up multiple times. Still to this day, I have to record the intro at least three times. I don't know why. Every time I jump on, it's like, hey guys, welcome to the no, that doesn't sound good. Or what's up guys, welcome to the no, 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 I don't like that. <laughs> and so I'm glad that I'm able to record and re-record this several times before I get it right. So those are just a few things I love about doing the podcast. Um, and the fact that I've made a little bit of money off of it. So share the podcast with your friends. The more people who listen, the more I get paid. It's like 15 cents a stream or something like that. <laughs> Um, will you post some of your podcast episodes on YouTube at some point? This is a good question. I know that a lot of other podcasts, um, have a diversified catalog where they are on streaming platforms as well as YouTube. People like to watch podcasts for whatever reason. I, I definitely want to do that and I want to go down that lane, but I want it to be right. Cause I'm a perfectionist a little bit. So I don't. As I just said, I literally like sit here like unshowered in my pajamas recording the podcast. If I were to go on YouTube, then I would have to pull myself together and like make my scenery look presentable. I literally have dirty dishes in front of me right now. Like I would really have to um, put on my content creator hat and get creative and make it look pretty. But just having YBO on YouTube is definitely a goal of mine in the coming year. I'm not going to give you guys a date because I don't know when, especially as I'm preparing to move. I don't know if I mentioned that on the podcast, but I moved to North Jersey in February, 2020. Now I am moving back to South Jersey in 2021. So I have a lot. I, I, I want to just like, when I, when I finally get my new place, I want to have like a designated area for my studio. I want to make it look pretty. So I will definitely be on YouTube, but I can't tell you when. And some of the episodes that I've done on Zoom, they are automatically recorded. So I have those video recordings and I definitely should just throw those on YouTube as well. So we have content coming. We have content coming. YBO used to have a YouTube page, but I only had three videos. One video was my experience at CurlFest 2019. The other video was I went around New York City and tried pizza from different locations and gave reviews. That was a dope video. The third video was, oh, my trip to LA and going to the Summit 21 conference in LA in October 2019. So yeah, I did have some really cool videos, but it's time to build that back up. Next question is, Harry Potter, did you finish? What are your thoughts, emotions? Guys, Harry Potter, I have definitely been missing out like my whole life and... <laughs> As I said on the on the podcast before, I don't I don't fault my mom for not letting me watch it, but we're here now and my god, this is good. Good. Like really good. Harry Potter is really good. And where did I leave off? Let me see. I watched up to Deathly Hollows part 1, I think. So I've only seen 5 out of the eight movies, I think. The reason is I was watching them on like NBC for free 
But they only went up to like the fifth movie. And then at that point, it was like you had to pay to stream the others. And I was not in the mood to pay to watch to watch a 10 year old movie. Why do I have to pay to watch this? You know what I'm saying? Like, why is it just available? And so I think that out of the ones that I watched so far, my favorite would have to be Prisoner of Azkaban. No, wait. Was Prisoner of Azkaban the one with, like, the different time travel travel and stuff? Oh, wait. I never watched Deathly Hollows. I'm sorry. I'm looking at the list now. I think I only watched up to Order of the Phoenix. Yeah, so I still have three movies left. I think that my favorite was Prisoner of Azkaban, though. Whichever movie had the, like, time travel where they had to, like, go back in time a little bit to, like, stop the whatever. I don't remember. I'm the worst, like, Harry Potter critic ever because I can't remember anybody's names. I'm five movies in and I still don't know the female professor's name. I'm sorry. I don't even know her name. But um, the last movie I saw definitely made me feel for Snape because then I realized, like, oh, he's just an asshole because he was bullied. So, like, and I feel like even though he's supposed to be, like, a little bit evil, like, he still has Harry's um, best interest at heart from what I can see, from what I can tell from five movies. I don't know where this movie series is going to go, but I definitely loved it. And I'm glad, I will say, I'm glad that they didn't make it, well, at least in the first five movies I watched, they didn't make it all about, like, teen love and stuff because clearly Hermione has a crush on Ron from what I've seen so far. And Ron likes Hermione as well, but they're not exploring that yet. And I'm glad that they just, I just, I'm glad they just let them be kids. They just let them be teenagers and just go to school and just grow up and just be best friends. And it wasn't all about like, oh, is she going to date Harry? Is she going to date Ron? Who is she going to date? Like, that's not what this is about at all. So I'm super happy about starting the Harry Potter series. And I definitely need to finish it and stop being cheap and just pay to watch it. And after watching the Harry Potter series, it kind of makes me want to watch Lord of the Rings. I kind of want to see what that's about. So if you guys are Lord of the Rings fans, hit me up and let me know what that's about. Um, Because normally I don't really go for these, like, kind of sci-fi movies. But um, I don't know. I fuck with it. Okay, so speaking of movies, somebody asked me what is my favorite movie and why. There's so many. Like, when this question comes up, I always just say Back to the Future because I can't think of anything else. But Back to the Future is definitely top five for me. Specifically Back to the Future Part 2. Part 1 is good, but Part 2... Again, maybe I just like time travel. Maybe I just like things with time travel. I don't know. Because Back to the Future, to me, is just a classic. It's just so good. There's comedy. There's love. There's action. Um, just 80s movies are just so awesome to me. So I don't know. I don't really have a why. I just love Back to the Future Part 2. <laughs> but also, one of my favorite movies is Miss Congeniality with Sandra Bullock. Sandra Bullock is like one of the white women that I just love. I just, she can do no wrong. And um, speaking of Sandra Bullock, I really love that movie While You Were Sleeping. I think that's a 90s movie. That was a great movie as well. Sandra Bullock, can we just say Sandra Bullock movies? Anything, anything involving Sandra Bullock. I just love a good Sandra Bullock movie. The Proposal, oh, so many good ones. Um, but yeah, those are some of my favorite movies. I'm trying to think if there's any oh anything else. Not right now. Um, next question. Is the hype about Clubhouse real or not? Y'all, have you been on Clubhouse? Let me explain to you what Clubhouse is. 
I saw people tweeting about Clubhouse and I was like, what's this, a new social media? I didn't think it would catch on, to be honest. And I'm sure that's what people thought about Facebook. I'm sure that's what people thought about Twitter. Look at us now, 10 years later. So Clubhouse, and I'm not sure if it's black owned or not. I hope it's black owned because they have a black man on the um, app cover art. I'm not sure if it's black owned or not. But essentially Clubhouse is like a voice only social media. There's no wall where you're leaving people's messages. There's no DMs. There's none of that. There's no liking or posting or anything like that. It's strictly voice. And when you go onto Clubhouse, there are different rooms. And so it'll say Shannon and Alexis are having a conversation called um, social media one-on-one. Do you want to join? And when you join the room, you're on mute. And if Shannon and Alexis, I'm just using this as an example. If Shannon and Alexis start at this room, then they are the moderators. And it's basically like they're up on a stage, quote, virtual stage. You can't see anybody. It's literally just your your icon, like your profile picture and, and, and your voice. So it's kind of like Shannon and Alexis are on the stage and the rest of us are audience members. And if we would like to contribute to the conversation and say something, then they can uh, ping us. We can unmute ourselves and we can join the conversation. And so this is definitely great for networking, for having creative conversations, because I didn't really get the hype about Clubhouse until this past week. I sat in on, it felt like a panel. It literally felt like I was at CultureCon, sitting in the audience, watching these people on stage, just listening to these people talk and having some really dope conversation. And the panel that I, or the room that I was in on Clubhouse was meet the managers. I don't even know how I got in this Clubhouse room. I, I, I think I, I get a lot of notifications from Clubhouse and I'll just click it or whatever. But the thing is, if you click the notification, you get automatically entered into the room. And so uh, this meet the managers panel was literally a panel with music managers. I was in the same room as Ludacris's manager, as Migos manager, like all these music managers were, uh, um, Travis Scott's manager was in the room and all these guys were like moderators talking about the music industry, rap, R and B, like, uh, the Grammys, what people need to know if they want to make it. And I, first of all, I thought to myself, my boyfriend should listen to this because he's into music and he would love this. And there is just really a room for any interest on clubhouse. They have wellness rooms, spirituality, uh, social media, podcasting, anything you can think of. If you just want to start a room and just talk about cats, go for it on Clubhouse. So right now the app is in its beta phase. They need to hire me because I just did a whole commercial for them. The app is in its beta phase and you have to be invited to join. And so somebody messaged me on Instagram. Her, her name was actually Shannon. And she said, um, you know, I think that you could really benefit from Clubhouse. Do you want to join? And I was like, yeah, yeah, sure. The first week, I didn't really do anything on it because I was still getting used to it. It's so awkward, like, getting to know a new social media app. But now, after sitting in on some rooms and, like, figuring out what it's for, I actually really love it. And so, if you are a creative person or if you just love to talk or if you just like to listen, if you like podcasts like this, go ahead and listen on Clubhouse and just sit in on some rooms. It's really cool. And um, I already used my one invitation. You only get one invitation. But find somebody who's on the app and maybe they'll still have an invitation. Now, I'm going to take a little snack break because I am hungry and I'm going to eat some shrimp now. <laughs> mm. I'm sorry. I hope y'all can't hear me chewing. Okay. 
Next question, and this is the second to last question. Would you rather work for BET or OWN? Mmm. Mmm. I like this question. Um, I'm going to go with BET just because BET is owned by Viacom, and I feel like they have a lot of money, and they have a lot of events. They have the BET Hip Hop Awards. They have the, the BET Awards. Um, I don't know. I'm leaning more towards that because I do love entertainment, music, uh, movies. I feel like BET would be more my realm, but own is definitely cool too. Um, own is, is owned by discovery. So discovery owns TLC, HGTV. I feel like that's more like, how do I put it? Like more like health, wellness, home, spirituality, I feel like I could really be on either, to be honest, but I would probably do better on BET. Okay, another bite of this. Mm. Okay, I'm done. I'm done. I promise. <clears throat> All right, last question. Do you need an assistant? Somebody really asked me this. <laughs> I would love an assistant. I can't pay you right now, but I would love somebody to just, well, the truth is, I probably wouldn't trust somebody to handle my schedule and stuff. I'm the kind of person, like, I'll just do it myself. So, I don't know if I would benefit from an assistant, but I could definitely use one because it is a lot to juggle my own social media, the YBO social media. Every episode I do, I create an outline in Google Docs and I type up what I'm going to say on the episode. If I just had somebody to like do all those little things, that would be really dope. But for now, I think I'm okay. That concludes this Q&A. This was really fun. Thank you guys again for submitting your questions. I've done episodes like this before, and I actually went back and listened to my last one. The last one I did like this was called uh, Ask Me Anything Part 2. That came out in March 2020. And it's just interesting to listen to my answers from eight months ago to now. <laughs> One of the questions was like, if you got, if you caught Corona, who would you get it from? And I was like, oh, hopefully I don't get it. Knock on wood. And now we know I did contract it. So go back and listen to those episodes. There's one called Ask Me Anything Part 2. There's another one called Asking All Those Questions. I've done this before, but I really appreciate you guys participating. So that's it for this episode. Make sure you follow the YBO Podcast on Instagram and Facebook at the YBO Podcast. And make sure you follow me on Instagram and Twitter, Miss Chris D, M-I-S-S-C-H-R-I-S-D-E-E. Please hit that subscribe button and give me a five-star rating and review. Until next time. Oh, and Merry Christmas if you celebrate Christmas. This episode is coming out on Christmas Day 2020. So happy holidays, everybody.